1: And welcome back to the House of Pod. Uh, I'm going to keep it going to show mm-hmm. you the kind of breathing control that I currently have before I up. get the COVID. <laughs> hey, I'm Kaveh. I'm Lizzie. And this is the House of Pod. We're a medical type show with medical type stuff, medical type people, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Lizzie, how are you?
0: I'm good. I got we, the vaccine this morning. We got,
1: we got the vaccine. Yes. I did
0: this morning. My arm is super sore, but otherwise I feel great and grateful and happy and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Why don't why don't you tell why don't you tell me how you're doing and how <laughs> how, how the past week has been for you, my friend? It,
1: yes, for our listeners, this is gonna be um a little bit different of an episode. We actually had a guest scheduled, Dr. Eric Feigl Ding, who is an awesome epidemiologist and um very uh active these days when it comes to writing about twitter and discussing current uh, policies and he's great and we are going to reschedule to get him on but we sort of had to call him audible because um i've had an interesting week um and we'll get to that but real, real quick um before we get to that which is really what we're here to do you're you're to help me you're here to help me sort of Work through my week. You are going to be my therapist. Are Me? you prepared for that?
0: I feel like I've intermittently been doing it for the past few days, but you know, or sure. the,
1: I mean more or less like the past ten years. Oh yeah. <laughs> so
0: yeah, it's been about it's been about eight and a half years since we've been we've been <laughs> yeah. bros.
1: That's right, bro. Anyways, um, before we get to that though, let's let's just first talk about the shot. So you had your vaccine. I had mine too last yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and so you had yours think- today.
0: I didn't, yes, this morning, I was off uh, a couple of days this week, so I didn't necessarily want to go into work/ the hospital and you know, let's say expose myself if I didn't need to. So I went in on the day that I had work. It just made sense for my schedule and my life and my preference, which again is a privilege that I can choose those kind of things. And oddly enough, it didn't create as much of a hairy side effect as it did for you. Yeah. You posted on.
1: Yeah. My media, my shot made me really hairy all over, which yeah. is weird. I thought so it would just weird. be at the site, but yeah. all over my body, yeah. uh, hairy. For um, me,
0: it was just super seamless. I went in, checked in, got it. Let, they make us sit for 15, 20 minutes to quote unquote recover, just in case you do have a reaction. Yeah. You know, they want to make sure we're around people who can attend to that. There's nurses in the room who are administering the vaccines and stuff like that. So it was really just so smooth so easy clockwork yeah. in and out done then went to go to work
1: I have to say my experience was similar the shot was painless my arm did hurt the day after but yeah. not more so than you know maybe maybe a little bit more than your typical flu shot but less than a tetanus shot that's how I yeah. ranked it. so over in your tomorrow you might have a little more pain in that arm um, it's
0: just totally not noteworthy. Like in totally a week, I won't even remember a, that. <laughs>
1: exactly. Such a small yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, I'm I'm not worried about it at all. I have heard that the side effects for the second Pfizer shot are a little bit more, a little yeah. bit, but who cares? I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I can live with that. Um, I'm so happy yeah. about that. And, I, and my story that we're going to get into will, I think, hopefully convince people <laughs> how important it is to get the vaccine when you can get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah um interestingly
0: so sh- they want the second vaccine to be scheduled on a day that you're off and i'm like mm, <laughs> sorry dude my shit's scheduled three four weeks out i can't just like cancel yeah. colonoscopies that patients have booked their lives around if it was if i got sick or if it was an emergency of course i would not show yeah. up but like i can't just plan it for the day off uh it doesn't seem on professional the,
1: yeah no i hear you although i mean who knows um i mean i, I I feel like if, if it's a little bit worse than what I experienced, I still think I could probably work through that. I mean, it has to be dramatically worse than the first shot for for me to be like, oh, I can't work.
0: Right. I mean, if I feel like garbage, I'm going to call in sick, you know, like that's just life, but I'm not planning to feel that terribly. All right. Stop, stop making everyone wait for it.
1: Okay. So, so, uh, I'm going to try to be, um, vulnerable here. Something I'm not used to doing, particularly on air. But I'm going to try to tell the story in a vulnerable way, with the full knowledge that, like, it's going to make me sound like a whiny, sort of dramatic bitch, which is totally fair criticism. Um, but you know, we've talked about it before. I've talked to you about how how annoyed I would be about getting COVID right before my vaccine, and I, I don't have COVID. Let me just start by saying that, at least. Not yet. We're going to talk about that more in a second. But um, it's a lot like the feeling, and I think a lot of doctors have this feeling right now. It's a lot like the feeling when you're watching a cop movie and there's that cop who's about to retire and he's like a week from retirement. And you know that the big gun battle's coming and you're like, oh no, oh no. That cop was just so close to to the the sunny beaches retirement he's I mean, he is, mean
0: just say Danny Glover just say it I'm too, like, old, I'm too old for this shit. For the shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, we
0: didn't even practice it. That. that was amazing.
1: That's been in my head. So that that's a little bit how every doctor feels and that's certainly how I felt. I'm like, oh man, I just want to get this vaccine before I get the COVID. And um I'm certainly didn't get shot, but I feel like I'm in a gunfight now in that movie. If this is the movie analogy and there was that big gunfight at the end the cop who's about to retire is is in that fight. That's where I'm at now because I found out after the day, basically after I got my vaccine, my wife's test came back positive. Now she got tested. And this is an important fact. um, Asymptomatically, she wasn't having symptoms. She got tested um, for a different reason. She got tested. um, And it, it, we were planning to go in and see her parents drop off some gifts and um, she got tested, and her test didn't come back for a couple of days. That's how it works these days. And we were we were actually driving down to San Diego from San Francisco, so we're about six hours into like a seven hour car drive. At about hour six, her labs came back, and they came back positive. We were shocked because again, no symptoms. But I was just like, oh man. Yeah. And did we, she
0: get an alert or did she have to go in she, and She'd been in. checking.
1: She'd been checking because she didn't want to see yeah. her parents until she knew for sure. She didn't want right. to be anywhere near them because, right. as I think I mentioned on the show before, she's a hospitalist. She works with COVID patients a lot. She's one of these people who's really on the front lines, more so than you and I. And she works with a ton of COVID patients. But she's also very careful and, you know, she, we, she's done everything she can uh, to to be safe. And um, I again, after six asymptomatic. hour
0: Six hour car ride six hour car ride with with the windows closed because with you're the on
1: windows like closed. highways so. and air on recirculation because we're driving through central California, and you don't want to get that valley fever blowing into the car, so like the worst possible situation, and I'm like, oh boy, um, so we drive back, probably the most driving I've ever done in one day, total of like twelve to fourteen hours of driving um, and we we head back home. And this week has been a little bit tough because, you know, my wife is in, we are essentially started the week with her in quarantine um, and me taking care of the kids and stressed about what happens with me and the kids, stressed about like um, what happens to her. I mean, even though she's great and she has no symptoms, I'm like, could that change? So it started off in a pretty stressful manner. Um, and, you know, I, I I don't like to, I hate being dramatic about it, but it's hard to not think about the worst case scenario. And we know the odds are still good. I mean, who knows about the long-term ramifications of getting these illnesses? We're still learning so much about COVID and low long-term symptoms and what can occur. But, you know, I work in a hospital and I see the worst case scenario constantly. Um, you see these patients in the ICU constantly. So it's hard to not think of the worst case scenario. So, it was it was a heavy heavy week. Um it was stressful. It was really stressful. Thankfully, um I got tested and I got my kids tested and we were negative. Um now that still doesn't mean we're totally out of the window yet because technically you're supposed to you're still within the realm of developing COVID you know, after our test. So we've been exposed in at least 10 days from what we think was the last exposure could still be the potential for us to develop a positive test. So it's still there. I feel much better about it, Um, but it's still there as a sort of a question. Now, what makes this particular case interesting is my wife got retested about four days after her first one, I think. And that test was negative. So now we're left with, well, what does that mean? Was she just an asymptomatic carrier? Did she have symptoms so mild she didn't even notice it? And she just cleared it? Her immune system cleared it? Could it possibly be a false positive test or lab error? Probably not. I mean, I've talked to ID docs about it. They seem to have a lot of faith in the test. Seems to be very unlikely that it's a false positive. So there's a lot of good in the story. And I think a pretty happy ending. And, you know, I'm still kind of like, you know, I'm in the waiting period and things could change. Our test could still develop because we have to believe that she had it. Um, but that time frame from which she was diagnosed, when I mean, she had it to, to at least when her test came back negative again, that was hard. Like you don't know how hard it is to quarantine somebody in a small San Francisco apartment. <laughs> Until you have to do it, and like being a single parent essentially is, it's pretty brutal. It was a it was a rough week. I was not in a great headspace, if we're being totally honest, for the last couple days.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that if she were feeling like crap, I mean you you couldn't have stayed there. Like it just is not an option, really. Like if she was convinced that she had just, you know, like we all kind of scratch our heads on positive crap. I knew I was feeling poor poorly I knew I that patient was coughing in that room you know like if you kind of can trace back you're like oh my god I must have gotten it this day at this time and she felt like crap yeah then I mean first of all you wouldn't have driven down to San Diego and you wouldn't have been in that car with her and you I hope that you would have like um quarantined you know but thank goodness like she felt great she had no idea she was like totally ambushed with the positive result right so yeah that's super reassuring and maybe she had been exposed a month ago or two weeks ago or, so, you know what I mean? And maybe totally, it's just like,
1: totally. Done I mean, now. you're, you're totally right. And I, I, and again, this comes back to me even feeling guilty for complaining or not complaining, but feeling guilty for feeling, you know, emotional about this on any level because I know so many people have so much worse and I know so many people uh, have been through this already Yeah,
0: no. It's like there's so much we don't know. This is like the problem with those of us who have never gotten it and have no. I mean, I've friends and family, close friends and family, gotten it, but I've not actually been. (laughs) Actually, when I was in New York, I found out a um, a friend of mine who drove me to my hotel. We were both wearing masks. Was positive for COVID, like four or five days after he, you know, he texted me, and um, I felt great. So I (laughs) and we both had masks on, the windows open, but. um, you know, you have that fear. And I think the unknown and all this gray area, like, you know, people are getting the vaccine. Some people aren't going to feel well after. And then there's going to be this panic, especially with that second dose, like we just talked about, people are going to feel feverish and achy. And they're going to like, Oh, shit, do I have COVID? And there's going to be so much renewed hysteria after that second round of vaccines. And this is just what's going on. I think, I think you can probably relate to a lot of America. I think that you're maybe back in the headspace of a lot of people all of a sudden in March being like, go home, stay home with no plan, no warning, no, you know, like not no warning, but no plan in sight. And like right. the chaos and the uncontrol and the stress of it all is just total a fuck.
1: Yeah. And it's funny too, because I've like, you know, when this first started and, you know, a, a couple of weeks back, a month back, like we had a, a cold come through our family and so when that happened, it was like, Oh shit, here we go. Buckle up. This is it. This is it. It's COVID. It's COVID time. Get ready. And we tried to like run through scenarios of what we could do, you know, different variables of like, who's going to stay aware what we're going to do. And, and, and it's just like, it's just really fucking hard to do. It's really hard to do. Like you were very nice when you found out, um, you were like, you want to come stay over here. I'm like, well, I can't do that because I have two kids and I have to take care of them and I can't leave my wife because well, heaven forbid if something happens to her, what if she gets worse? Someone needs to be here to take care of her. So like, it, it's really hard to manage this. I don't know how you manage this well. I mean, um, and by the way, quarantining is really hard. It's like, it was, she was in a room and we have Netflix and Amazon Prime and whatever Peloton, streaming service don't forget you about Peloton. We've got a Peloton, um, you know. Uh, hub, all that stuff, but like, you know, there's only so much you can do with that stuff. Like, at some point, if you're quarantining, it's it's really hard to stay in a fucking room by yeah. yourself while your family's there. I mean, she really missed her kids. She really missed seeing them. I mean, once we got her negative test back, even though we as a family shouldn't still haven't been hanging out with anybody, you know, and we feel it's safe for her to come out of quarantine now, we're certainly not in a place where we can go hang out with other people because, you know, like i said me and the kids we could still develop it we still we're still in that window which where we could still get symptoms so we still have to be very careful about it but um you know we're we're grateful we're very grateful for the fact that she's been fine she's had no problems and um but man it it really really fucks with you it changes like your outlook on everything it's like um it, it like you're just you, you think about these stories that you hear from patients where things turned a corner really rapidly. They were fine. One day developed a fever, a little bit of a cough two days later they're in the hospital. And I'm like, fuck, that could happen really quick. That can happen really quick. Is this my last trip up the I five? Is this my last time that, you know, I'm stopping, you know, at this gas station that we always stop at, you know, it's just, it's impossible to not think those fucking thoughts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost out of the woods. I'm hoping, at least the, the the stress.
1: Yeah, I, hope so. I mean, I'm I'm feeling much better now, and you know, I'm, you know what what happens happens. Like this is going to sound really fucked up and weird, but as I, the fact that I know she's okay, that alleviates a lot of my stress, because when, I you know I told you this, but back in like March when this all started happening, we knew less. I would have like. The thought of like both because both my wife and I are in in healthcare, and I I would think about, God, what's the worst case scenario? We both die. And then my kids are left orphans. Like that would leave me crying. Like I would cry on the way to work sometimes just thinking about that. So knowing that that won't be the case actually helps me a lot. That like that makes me totally cool. Well, pretty cool. It makes me closer to cool. Mm -hmm. That was the hard part. Like that once I knew that was not going to be an issue, that helped.
0: Yeah. And also hopefully whatever strain of COVID she's got is is the good kind, you know? You know what she's t- just <laughs> incredibly strong. <laughs> that, she is superpower human. That, being, you know, superhero.
1: That's the fucking thing about her. It's like, you know, we'll cold, we'll cold will go through the house and she'll be like, mm, I have a cold look, I coughed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I will develop like sinusitis. I will have to be on like asthma inhalers. I'll be like, you know, take antibiotics for like a secondary infection. She's, she's just like one little cough and that's it for her. So she <laughs> never really has symptoms. So it's yeah. hard, hard for me to gauge that.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Barked like a dog.
1: Anyways, that thing, um, that's hard. That's hard. And everything changes. My whole perspective on fucking... Um, mortality has shifted so fucking dramatically with kids I just didn't I didn't care about dying before I didn't care at all now i that's the only thing I think think about it's like it's
0: unrelatable
1: I I think think I don't have
0: kids (laughs) I can't relate I think that uh you know I don't have kids and I think that a lot of people think about their mortality you know and um, I think COVID helps with that, unfortunately, you know, and it's just, it's terrifying. Like if I wake up like hot, you know, and especially after Thanksgiving, I was like, oh my right. God, I can't believe we're like in this building where every single person's probably seen like, you know, five to 10 other like indirect relatives or people. And like, you know, it's just like these like all of a sudden, I'm like, I never, I have not scared, of, I have not been scared of COVID because I think I'm being responsible human being. And then you wake up like hot one day, and you're like, oh shit, you know, and it's just like kind of a nightmare yeah. daydream kind of scenario. But one little,
1: one little cough and I'm fucking freaking out, you know. Yeah. Um, I uh, <sighs> you know, when my wife was in quarantine, there was like these neighbors near us, like these rich, I'm assuming techie neighbors. They have like a kid that's in high school or something. Yeah. And they're like having a party in their backyard. I could, I don't know their exact ages, but I get the sense they're like, you know, late high school, early college. Yeah. And they're having a party in their backyard, and I can hear it so clearly. There's at least like six or seven people from the sound of it. And they're just saying this, this shit that, like, is like the stuff a, a lazy writer would write when he's trying to write douchey frat boys. There's like, you know, what I, I swear to God, one of the lines no, I heard. Man, no. One of the lines I heard was, dude, you're the star quarterback. You can do whatever you want, bro. I swear mm-hmm. to God, that actually came out of someone's mouth. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was so mad. I was so mad. I'm like, my wife is in fucking quarantine right now because she works helping to take care of patients. Cause she has to. And you fuckers are out there just fucking having a party. I yeah. was like. I was like I'm going to go egg their house. I'm going to go fucking egg their house. I'm going to egg them. I'm going to go to the backyard and just mm-hmm. throw eggs at them. I'm going to show them a real high school, give them a real vibe, real high school vibe. I didn't do it because there's also that voice in my head that's like, "Stop. That would be counterproductive. You are a medical professional. Don't do that." <laughs> but that was my first instinct was to well, do something like that.
0: Are you I mean, I guess you're not. You've not been at work, but like are you hearing I've heard um, two physicians in the last week talk about getting on planes. For, Crazy. for not emergency situations, one is definitely for leisure, and one is for like coursework. And I just look at them, and I think to myself, and I don't say this to them. I I think that they know in my eyes and my kind of expressions that I disapprove wholeheartedly. But I'm like thinking yeah. to myself, this is you know I'm not going. I spend every Christmas with my sister and her family. You know, um, my niece Jane is turning her birthday is always around Christmas. For my entire life, I think for all 40 plus years of my life I've spent, I've been with my sister. I'm not doing that this year. I'm not doing it because it's the wrong thing to do. And these people are doing leisure trips with their immediate family to a destination. And one person's doing coursework for work, which by the way, is a doctor as well. And there's no way her like company is like okay with it. But whatever. This is, I think, all happening. I'm not quite sure of all the details, but I... Never, I didn't think what I was doing by not going to New York was quote unquote sacrifice. I just feel like it's the right thing to do. But when people tell me about their leisure trips,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm like, are you beeping kidding me? I mean, we've dropped the F-bomb like 20 times on the show already. Are you fucking kidding me? Thank
1: you for, I don't know why you're being chased all (laughs) of a sudden.
0: I People are sacrificing things that are not the hugest of sacrifices. You don't need to go to your Hawaiian vacation with your immediate family. And I that's the things that piss me off is is the entitlement that I see. And and I'm and I ask these people have you had their vaccine? And and both of them were like, "Oh, my first one." And I'm like, "Well, that and you just got it this week, right? Cuz everybody just got it this week." Yeah. That's America right now. Yeah. And I'm like, "You are not immune. You are not immune."
1: No. And you, you don't, don't even have the antibodies sweats. for like ten to twelve days at the earliest, and even then, maybe fifty percent effectivity, You know, so I it's like I read
0: up to seventy percent. But either way, you yeah. just got it. I know both of you just got it, and and it just pisses me off. It pisses me off, and yeah. I don't know. And that's the kind of thing that I'm oh, seeing I'm right fucking, now. I'm
1: with you, man. Yeah, I'm with you. You know how fucking mad? I, because my wife and I would do nothing but work. We work and come home. We work and come home. Like we see people rarely in distance, very safe uh, events outside. Very few people. In fact, I mean, it's been really far few, few and far between that. We've done anything like with even the slightest bit of risk. I mean, we were decided to finally like go down and, and visit our parents and drop off gifts because she hasn't seen them in a long time. And like, there's people who fucking do the dumbest shit <laughs> And and there was a part of me that was just like, this is fucking dumb. This is so dumb that this happens to us. Like we're so fucking careful and this yeah. happens to her and it makes yeah. me so mad because she has to, she got, this is a problem because she has to do what she does I and mean, this is, she, this is her job and she yeah. has to do it to help people. And when people are choosing to put themselves in situations, they're, they're fucking stupid and they don't need to. It just fucking makes me so angry. It's just so, yeah. it makes me so angry. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying not to be bitter. I'm trying real hard trying hard Ringo Mm -hmm. trying real hard
0: what's that from is that Pulp Fiction oh I was like Ringo's a beetle
1: I'm I'm trying Ringo I'm trying real hard to be the the good shepherd or something Mm -hmm. like
0: that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no it's all fucked up it's like a little (sighs) bit of a shitty time I think um you know there's like a second strain of corona coming out like the UK is like total super fucked up um but, yeah, hopefully, you yeah. know, by New Year's, 2020 is almost over, y'all. So, yeah. things are looking up.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, let's, let's end this uh, by really reiterating that you're not out of the woods yet. Please be very careful. I think if my story tells you nothing else, the fucking irony of this thing, that's what bothers me the most, the irony of it. That's, it's like, I will laugh about it one day. It's, it is funny. I acknowledge the irony of, like, me, like, COVID hitting my house, like, the day I get vaccinated. I get that. But, like, it, it's just, like, it's also too predictable. It's like, if this is a movie and this is what happened, like, i just be like, oh, so the writing is lazy. It's just lazy writing. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you guys have a chance, get vaccinated as soon as possible. Continue to be safe. We have a ways to go until we're out of this. This is just the start uh, of, of the of. Of what hopefully is the end so you know i i, I want to really stress i want to also i want to thank a couple people i mean people online have been great super supportive i really appreciate that i want to support my uh, my friends bobby and way have been really good about reaching out like you know a lot to to check in i really appreciate that too i mean having people check in on you when you're having hard times i mean i can't reiterate how important that is now in the holiday season Just in regular holiday seasons, people need that because it's just rough times for a lot of people. So please do that. Check in on people in your life. Check in on people that you haven't checked in on in a while. It makes a big difference to them. I promise you that. And um, I guess that's it. Anything else you want to talk about on this one?
0: No, I think that's good. (laughs) Anything
1: else you want to tell people to do other than get vaccinated? Don't be dummies. 100 days of masking. 100 100 days of masking.
0: Yeah,
1: I think. That's not a big ask.
0: It's not. It's like just keep hopefully what you're doing. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a stimulus package, so hopefully you know some of the disaster will be averted. But I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, as usual, the poor will get poorer. But um, yeah, I think that, uh, like you said, it's the beginning of the end. But we're not, we're not quite there yet. So
1: hear that Mike Pence line where he was like, they want rich people to be less rich, and they want poor people to be more comfortable
0: <laughs> and he seemed annoyed by that it's just like
1: <laughs> being more comfortable yeah yeah that seems pretty reasonable <laughs> yeah. that was that? like his line that was like his hey cl- anyway, sorry well, i was don't get
0: a, it he seems like a, he's annoyed by that he well, disagrees yeah, yeah, I mean, with it yeah
1: he disagrees with that that's like oh. he's like people are coming to like take your money and give it to the poor was like what he was trying to say.
0: Oh, he's so pissed! Yeah, he's like a robot. You can like kind of—he doesn't miss a beat, ma'am. He's very well programmed. <laughs> very well programmed. Whoever programmed him, I'd like to. They did come a good job. Yeah, There's
1: some Westworld work there. That's yeah, really good stuff. Totally. Um. Okay. Anyways, uh. So so again, our apologies to Dr. Uh. Ding, uh, Feigelding. So sorry about that. We are going to get you on soon. We have a lot of great guests coming up. Um, and we're going to get, uh, the show back to some normal functioning order next week. Um, in the meantime, uh, thank you to Nadim again. Thank you to everyone that follows us on Twitter, uh, at the house of pod. If you don't follow us there, please follow us there. Um, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook and, uh, anyone else you want to thank Lizzie? No, never. very good. See you guys next week.